Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Danielle. And this is the Spooky Hour. Yay! (laughs) Insert music here. Episode two. Finally. Finally. We took a little break over Christmas. We did. It was a much needed break. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. We needed some time. We're a little bit behind schedule, but we're here. Yeah. That's all that matters. I like that we, we, we knew it was going to be busy too. And we're, and we're like, you know it's a good time? Let's record for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> we know all this shit's going to happen, but we're going to record. But now that all that bullshit's done and over with, we're back for episode two. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about episode yeah. one? You want to touch on it? It's our first time doing it, and I feel like you can hear some nerves. Definitely, definitely nerves. <laughs> definitely wine. Definitely wine. I did not have wine. I wish I had wine. No. Um, so we're trying to trying to loosen up a little bit, try to get rid of those nerves. Hopefully we'll start to get a little bit of a flow. Yeah. Bear with us. I know by the time people listen to this, though, we've already listened to episode one, but we're behind. We're going to get it posted. We're going to get it posted. We're working on it. Life happens. And shit's expensive, man. Especially yeah. Christmas. Like, I'm, personally, I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even do Christmas this year. Um, I don't like Christmas, which I is... I don't know why we're friends. Yeah, Danielle is Christmas. I am Christmas. I am Christmas. <laughs> I'm Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> she, like, just shits Christmas everywhere, and I absolutely can't stand it. So I decided to take a break this year and not do it. And I actually really enjoyed myself. I did more, like, dinners with friends and stuff like that, and it felt nicer. Yeah. The true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> like, when we went to Boston Pizza, and I got that pizza but i got free toblerone because of christmas you mean you fought for that toblerone yeah, every Damn time right. the waitress came to the table where's my toblerone do i get a toblerone she almost forgot it you have to remind her <laughs> those things are important they're expensive i almost bought you some but i couldn't find any oh my god <laughs> like i need more so christmas is over we're here for episode two we're in like the dead the dead zone of of winter yeah this is the best time to get the ball rolling to be honest yeah. i don't have a life I don't, After this. I don't set New Year's goals, so <laughs> I'm just a disappointment throughout the year. It's fine. Yeah, you set it off on like a low note. Yeah. And then you can only go up, right? Yeah. You can't disappoint yourself halfway through the year. <laughs> that's not good. Yo, that's a good point. I'm going to start doing that. I've never in my life set a New Year's resolution. There's no point. I probably did when I was younger, but I can't remember any good ones. Probably, probably like, like something stupid. <laughs> go to class more than once a month. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> We never went to school in high school. I don't know how we got to where we are. I don't know how I want a house. I went to cottage, cottage, college and everything, and I don't know how. But... Yeah, apparently cottage. She goes to cottages I now. I wish I was at the cottage. <sighs> Ugh. Um, should we start getting spooky? Yeah. I have a little mini story, though, if okay. you don't mind me so butting ready. in. Um, I saw this in the news the other day, and I wanted to talk about it so freaking bad. So, how we bad? All, how we, bad? Like, so freaking <laughs> bad. Um... We all know Charles Manson. Yes. Um, so there's an artist named Ryan Almighty, which I don't believe that's his real name. Are you sure? I think someone has an ego. I mean, there's people out there with the name Apple and Blue. Almighty, though? That sounds like a dude with a... Isn't it like Blue Ivy? Are we insulting Beyonce's no, kids not. right now? <laughs> Just the name. We don't do that in front of me, okay? <laughs> Anyways, this Mr. Almighty... <laughs> Um, and a mask maker named Sick Rick Fisher have created a mask of Charles Manson's face, which in That's itself, what that is. Yeah. I've seen, like, clips, like, pictures of it all. Have you read the whole thing? No. So, that is weird in itself, but they were not done. The mask has Manson's cremated ashes in it, along with human blood. How did they get his ashes? Money. Lots and lots of money. Because I know Manson's body went to, like, a friend, but I think the friend he met was, like, through, like, a pen pal. Like, the guy was, like, a fan. And they ended up becoming, like, really close, and he ended up, like, leaving his body to this guy. So this guy's just making money off of Charles Manson because he was a fan? That is the weirdest thing. I feel like that's that's a thing. I'm going to leave you my body when I go. Okay, perfect. I'm going to sell all of your ashes. (laughs) So that's freaking gross. I don't know whose blood is in it. I don't, it just said human blood. But uh, I also found out, I did a little bit more digging. You're going to think this is funny. Are there? uh, there's only one, I believe. Okay. Um, but in 2018, my good pal, Mr. Almighty, used uh, his ashes again, well, previously, to do a painting. And he sold it to your boy, Zach Baggins. Shut up. It's in that, apparently Zach has like a museum or something. Yeah, and it's there. In Vegas. So I guess he like mixed the ashes in the paint and like did a painting. More reason to go. Is he Vegas? Know? Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's get married by Elvis. 
Perfect. <laughs> and go see Celine Dion at the same time. And then also go see Manson Ash paintings. Yeah. And just go... who we are as people. I know. <laughs> We're just a whole load of fun. But I was curious, how do you feel about like collecting things like that? Because in doing research, I found a lot of weird shit. Like, But the thing is, like with ashes, I feel like it doesn't creep me out as much because like when you cremate somebody, it's not guaranteed that like that's all of their... Remains. Yeah, unless they like clean. Especially it. if it's like a. I don't know if they have communal ones for people. Like how when you go to a they vet, they used to. Yeah, yeah. I know they used to. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Because so you could like get like some random person's grandma in your that's thing. Disgusting. So like, did he paint? <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> Grandma's <laughs> in a Manson mask. <laughs> but like, is it like? I don't know if it's serial killer stuff in general or just the dead people aspect of it. But something doesn't sit right with me. I and that's weird, because I collect dead animals. Like, yeah. I've got bats and butterflies flies. and stuff like that. But that, to me, is, like, pretty art and not Charles Manson's body on my yeah. wall. Like, Yeah, I'd, like, if if you had, like, the ashes, I'd be like, that's sick. But, like, the, the painting, I just, I don't know. It's Or, weird. like, the mask is just, like, I guess it's, like, a it's a story to tell, you know? Yeah, it's definitely an attention it grabber. It's definitely a conversation starter. It's just weird, but I found a lot of things, like people who do paintings of serial killers and, like, yeah. just weird memorabilia collectors. But that being said, I freaking talk about them all the time. That's all I do is watch serial killer shows. <laughs> like, once you, guaranteed, once you get your own place, you're going to have all these, this, like, random shit on oh, your yeah. walls, and you're going to be, like, stories. We, we started talking about, like, we have reptiles, and we want to do, like, a reptile room, and I want to put all of my dead things in the reptile room. Yeah. And just build this, like, big, creepy, dead slash living. Yeah. For dead things. Yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, I have the, the skull thing downstairs, even though it's fake, but I love it. Which one? The I got it at HomeSense. <laughs> oh, the yeah! The skull thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have any skulls yet. Um, I've been offered some by people I know who hunt. But I literally, like, I have a rabbit foot in my purse right now. Yeah. I'm just a weird person. <laughs> that's cool, though. Like, that, I think collecting that stuff is awesome. Stuart hates it. That's why yeah. my house is not filled with it. I just want to make a note. All of my collection is ethically sourced. Most of it comes from, uh, like, a wildlife reservation where mm. they pick up stuff that's already dead. So it's not and like then, they go out and kill it. Yeah, animals. I'm not killing animals to put them on my wall. We ain't no trophy hunters. We ain't no trophy hunters. And I love Bambi too much. We <laughs> love Bambi too much. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, portion of the proceeds when I buy these things goes back into the conservation. Yeah, which so is awesome. It's feel-good dead things. And maybe we should, do they have, like, a, like, is it, like, a certain website you can get them from? It used to be at Green Earth, which is no um, longer. Um, I haven't bought one since Green Earth closed, so I don't know where to get them. Hey, if any listeners know where I can get ethically sourced dead things. Let us know. Let us know. Is this where we drop our socials yeah. that we wrote down <laughs> this time? Do you want to drop them? So, um, yeah, so we have our socials. Um, for Instagram, you can find us at a spooky hour podcast. For the tweeter, the tweeter, the tweeter, um, you can find us at, at, or nope, just spooky hour, at, at spooky, spooky hour. hour, and we do have a Gmail, so you can send us all of your crazy stories if you do have any. We are in the future hoping to make like a spooky tales where we yeah. get to tell all your guys creepy ass we stories. We want to hear your stories. The Which, spookier, the better. Yep. So if you have any of those, even if you want to just say, hey, we're friendly, I guess, a little bit. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Um, don't tell us if you've murdered someone, though. I don't want to know that. Yeah. Just, like, you know, cool stories, fun cool. stories. Yeah. Keep it, you know, I don't want to have to call the police on you. Keep it tame, <laughs> but keep it really creepy. Yeah. So you can email those to thespookyhourpodcast666 at gmail.com. And those are just numbers. Just literal 666, because... Guess why not? Yeah. Took us a while to try to find uh, uh, yeah. social media handles. I feel like Twitter was the only easy one. And it's yeah. the only one that I don't yeah. use. <laughs> Twitter's hard to grow, I'm finding. Instagram's getting better. I'm yeah. seeing more uh, interactions on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it's getting there. But Twitter's, Twitter's slow. Do you remember when Twitter was, like, you didn't have apps? Like, apps you used to text exist. to Twitter? You, to, you get, like, yeah. a certain number. I was trying to tell a bunch of my colleagues at work, because some of my colleagues are, like, way younger than me. And I'd be like, yeah, it was, like, a number you would text. So yeah, you would text like, this number. Like a four-digit number yeah. or something? So any tweets that you regretted, regretted <laughs> you had to wait till the, you, get, you get to get home. Yeah. yeah. That was wild. What a time to be alive. And you'd have to, like, uh, like uh, set it up so that you could see certain tweets. So, like, I'd set it up so I see all of Danielle's tweets. But I had, like, Pete Wentz, Gerard Way... Brendan yeah. Murray, all the emo bands. And I'd be like, oh my God, look. 
Gerard's texting me. Gerard's texting me. <laughs> <laughs> or BFFs. Yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive. Right? And I try telling people that, and they're like, that's not a thing. I'm like, no. That, it was I a thing. You so learned from old. your regrets. We, we are old. Ugh. We are so old. No, we're like 19. Remember we talked about it last week? Oh, fuck funny. yeah. Not, not, not reaching 30. <laughs> just, just 15. Four, well, how old? 19. 19. 15. 15. <laughs> we're drinking <laughs> wine and eating edibles. <laughs> we're 19. <laughs> All right. True. We've sidetracked enough. Time to get spooky. Okay. So I figured since you went first last time, I'd give you a little bit of a break. Thank you. That was hella nerve wracking. I know. Your anxiety was shooting to the roof and I just got to hear it. Oh my God. What was it? I had a toothpick that I just like shredded to bits because I was so nervous. Oh my God. Yes. I feel better this time. Me too. I, mean, I don't know if it's... Uh... I think it was just first time nerves. I think it's just funnier this time, but mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Things help. Yeah, things, things do help. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to talk about my favorite, favorite, favorite paranormal story. I have... I'm just obsessed with it. It's I'm my I'm a little favorite. upset. I don't know what it is. Because I've known you for like, what? Forever. Five years because we're 19? Yeah, five years. <laughs> um, I've known Danielle since we were like 13, 14. Yeah. Back and around. I don't know what the story is. I have no idea. I... I feel like once I say it, you're going to be like, oh, that makes total sense. Once you connect those dots, you're like, I hope ah. so. I'll I'm kind well, of upset with myself. <laughs> I'm, like, it's movies, and I've made you watch these movies before. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Amityville I was house. just about yeah. to say it! Yay! I was going to do this for the first episode, but I was like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to jump in my first... But I had to. It's my favorite. I love it. It's a classic. I know. Because it's a, it's a murder, but it's also a paranormal. Yeah. Did you watch the newest one? I just watched it the other day. It wasn't too bad. Uh, there's like a... I feel like it was like a before... You know the first the, movie that came out? Yeah, yeah. It's like a prequel, I think. Okay, so like before yeah. the murders, I guess, would happen. Or like maybe it was the murders. I think it was the murders. murders. That would make, yeah. I think it was the murders. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. There's so many of them out there. And I love them all. They're all good. They're all so good. Yeah. And it, like, I mean, some of them are really cheesy and stupid, but like it's... They're horror movies. Yeah, I mean, you can't get... You can't ask I've never much. seen a horror movie win an Oscar. Please don't <laughs> correct me on that. <laughs> You just get all the hate in the comments. Can you imagine? <laughs> Some director somewhere stumbles upon this. Excuse, Excuse me. me. <laughs> I want this, this, and this for Chucky. Yo, I hate Chucky. Chucky. <laughs> Is that the one Stuart made us watch on Halloween? Yeah, that no one paid attention to. The new, it was the Stuart. new one, though. It was The bad. old ones just scare me. That's why I probably don't like We them. picked so many scary movies, and he's like, let's watch Chucky. Chucky. I got him a Chucky pop figure for Christmas. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll get, I'll get into it. So, Amityville, New York. Um, so on November 13th, 1974, the entire DeFeo family was found murdered in their home. They were, bur- it was, so it was Louise and Ronald Sr., the eldest daughter, Dawn, who was 18, Allison, who was 13, Mark, who was 12, and John Matthew, the youngest boy. Are those two first names? Yeah, two first names. <laughs> John, John Matthew, Matthew. The whitest kid ever born. <laughs> 110%. <laughs> They were murdered by Ronald Defoe Jr., who was 23 23 years old at the time, and the eldest um, son of Louise and Ronald. Um, So he murdered them using a 35 caliber rifle while they were asleep in their beds. Um, So I'm not going to go into too much detail about the full murder investigation, because it could be like a whole episode. Um, And I'm here for the spooky shit. Yeah. This part, like, it kind of plays into why there's, like, a weirdness of the house, because the paranormal came after the murders. Yeah. Came with, like, another Typically how it happens. Shut up. <laughs> True. Um, so all this is what what is weird. So all the bodies were found face down on their stomachs in their beds. Interesting. All of them, same same position, like face and pillow. Yeah, like hmm. like laying down, hmm. face and pillow on their stomachs, um, and none of them showed any signs of struggle. So did they all just sleep like that, or did he move them? That's what we don't know. <laughs> and the other weird thing is, so they were all shot with the same high powered rifle. So it was only the one gun. No neighbors heard any gunshots. At all. Um, all they heard was the dog, like, barking in the middle of the Aww. night. Yeah, so it's all they heard. No gunshots, but you can hear a dog barking. Was and it their dog? Yeah, they had a dog. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> no, he survived, though. So as far as but I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the gun that they, they did have for the murders, um, didn't have a silencer on it. So it's not like no one would hear it. So, like, yeah, if, you're, make if your whole family's laying in the house and you hear someone get shot, you're you not hear just going to lay yeah. in bed. And they're all... But all the bodies had no no signs of struggle, so all of them were shot without them knowing. They were so shot. do they think that he maybe used a different gun and that gun was just in the house? No. Spooky shit. Okay, spooky shit. Spooky shit. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Try to, like, solve a murder. Like, no. no. Ghosts. <laughs> the most important is the ghost. Now we got the ghosts. murder. Ghosts. Ghosts. 
Okay, so that's basically background of the murders. So 13 months after these happened, the Lutz family purchased the home for $80,000. Yeah. What year was this? Uh, 1975. Jeez. Yeah, so the killings happened in 1974, um, So, but the Lutz family purchased it 13 months later. So it was December 18th, 1975, they took possession of the house. It's a fair-sized house, right? Yeah. 80000 Yeah. Jeez. And, like, that's at that time in 1975. But they brought, they got it for a way reduced cost because they knew what happened in the house. Yeah. Um, but, so they actually only lasted 28 days in the house. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. They just kind of, like, packed their shit up and, like, peace, bitch. That bad, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So this family's story of lasting, like, the 28 days, this is the foundation for all the Amityville books, films. So this books. is, like, the family that's yeah. in all of them, yes. essentially. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of the stuff doesn't really take place in the murders, but I wanted to say what happened into yeah. it. Because that's a big thing. Um, so the Lutz family consisted of George, Kathy, and their three kids, Daniel, Christopher, and Missy. Um, so those three kids were actually Kathy's from a previous marriage. Okay. So it wasn't George's kids. Okay. Um, the Lutz family, they knew about the house prior, um, and they actually had a priest come in, Father Ray Picaro. Pecoro? Oh, he it. obviously didn't do a very good job <laughs> if they <laughs> left 28 days later. <laughs> right? <laughs> what kind of blessing did you do? <laughs> Worst priest ever. Yeah, so they came, the priest came in, blessed the home before they moved in. When the, the priest was there... Um, during that blessing, in one of the rooms, he felt like he got slapped in the hand, but oh. like no one was there. Like um, a Pope slap? Yeah. Did you see the Pope <laughs> slap? I did see the Pope slap. <laughs> that girl was dedicated. He's just like, no, don't touch me. No. If you guys are listening and you haven't seen the Pope slap yet, I highly recommend looking it up. Please go YouTube it It gave right me a now. chuckle. I like this Pope. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. I hate, I'm not. An, He's a feisty bitch. He is. <laughs> Keep him forever. <laughs> I know you can keep him alive forever, so keep him alive forever. So but he was in one of the rooms, and I think it was, like, the sewing room. So I think the sewing room, like, back then was kind of just, like, your average everyday... You just had, like, a sewing room. room. Like, a, like, a chill room. You go in just, like, kind of like our like our study rooms. Okay. That's the sort of sense of it, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I have no idea. That's, I'm just My assuming. mom has, like, a sewing machine in the back room of our basement, so it's, like, that my sewing You mean the room? haunted one? The haunted room. Oh, that's really funny, because in this room, um, when the priest was in that room blessing it, he heard a really deep grunt growl voice telling him to get out. Charming. Yeah. So he he told the family of that, and he said, like, don't go in that room. Maybe don't sewing in machines that room. are haunted. Maybe. So, yeah, after, even though the priest said all this stuff happened when he was blessing it i almost said priesting it <laughs> he's priesting it um they fucking were like yeah we'll just move it anyways why not um so they ex- began experiencing stuff like immediately after moving into the house so a lot of the claims were made by george um lutz and he there's a lot of interviews with him after and that's kind of where the base was he the youngest was, or no, no he was the, the father the father the stepfather okay. yeah he, like, basically went to the media after all of this, so that's why they're like, oh, it's fake kind of thing. But it's, it's just fucking weird. There was claims that there were strange odors throughout the house that just came and went. Um, doors would slam shut, including the garage door, just oh. randomly. Um, there was an incident where a knife was knocked down in the kitchen, but no one was in the kitchen. They kind of just heard it, and there was, like, a knife on the ground. It's George reported that it would be, like, super cold, and there would be, like really bad like cold spots in certain areas of the house including that sewing room so creepy <laughs> and they could never get warm so they always had their fireplace burning like day and night because the house was just always so cold they would find mysterious drops on like car- the carpets and like oozing from like the keyholes and the oozing walls. yeah and they <laughs> said it was kind of like a gel-like substance kind of like like a gooey greeny substance oh so in the movies they have like blood coming from yeah. the walls and stuff but they said it wasn't like that but it was like jelly and it would just like show Weird. up and they'd go to like clean it and it'd be like not there or they'd clean it and just come back in the same spot so it, it would like disappear Pretty like they much. could never because i was wondering if they could like collect it and yeah. find out what it was but no. obviously not no and it, like from like the keyholes too that's just so weird. that's weird i know that's that's demonic <laughs> it, is. Or, it almost sounds alien if it's green alien demons well, imagine just aliens just getting out of kick, like the kick out of people like thinking they're haunted. Can you imagine like, this whole time like, ghosts are just aliens fucking with us? I wouldn't be surprised. Not my dad would be <laughs> like, "I'm so proud of you." My, my dad's like, "Ghosts and goblins and all this stuff doesn't like exist." And yell, "You're crazy!" And then he's like, "But I watched this really cool UFO documentary <laughs> on like BBC, and, and we aliens got, are real. And aliens are fucking real." Danielle, I'm like, okay, dad. Whatever. Well, there you go, pops. 
<laughs> aliens are just ghosts, or yeah. ghosts are just aliens. It's one or the other. We can't have both. We've conceded. <laughs> yeah, and at times George would claim that his wife would like transform into like an old woman. Oh, and then like like wrinkles and everything, and like look ninety years old, and then it would just like stop. Like, it would just age her and then come back, but it would only happen at night, like, when she was sleeping. Did George do drugs? But fuck me. <laughs> That's weird, though. Yeah. Can you imagine be like, mm, you don't look so good This sounds more demon-y than the movies make it look. Yeah. It definitely demon-y. So, George and Daniel, who were the, um, Daniel was, like, the one of the sons, they saw, like, a pig-like creature in, like, the upstairs window with, like, glowing beady red eyes just staring down at them, and then when they went inside to go check it out, it wasn't there. Like didn't exist weird yeah it just up and left can you imagine being like babes up in the fucking window again (laughs) i love that your last story was the bacon right and now there's like a pig are we doing a theme here (laughs) like apparently apparently every spooky story has to have pork involved somehow yeah if you hear like tiptoeing around right now my dog's right here so she's our third co-host you just can't hear her yeah she might howl eventually but you never know we were saying earlier no matter where we record there's gonna be a dog making noise yep so we've just accepted it at this point. They're they're part of this team. The spooky puppy hour. Um, so Missy, who was the youngest, had a friend named Jody. Okay. Um, which is also portrayed in the movie as well. And so this girl's invisible. Like Like an imaginary friend. You basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, named it Jody. The weird thing about this is Jody would like be like look different every single time. So oh. like, she said that one time she was an angel. And other times she was a large pig. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Jody. Yeah. Because then the pig upstairs in the window was a yeah. ass. So isn't that weird? Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so George, who the father, um, claimed to wake up almost every single night at 3.15, which is rumored to be like the expected time that the Defoe, mur- Defoe murders happened. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That reminds me. Um, My nana used to watch a soap opera. This is like kind of off topic, but let me <laughs> let me get it out. She used to watch, like, I can't remember which soap opera, but it started at three, Mm. and after she passed away, there's a doorbell in the backyard, and every day at three, the doorbell would go off. Was it Y&R? I don't know. I feel like it's General Hospital. Oh, fuck, probably. Whatever time General Hospital is on is when the doorbell would go. Every day, without fail. I walked into the, like, my, the reason why I asked if it, Weezen. The Weezen. <laughs> the Weezen why I asked is because my Nana, um, was watching Y&R on her iPad in, like, the living room. I'm like, what are you watching? That's the only reason why I know. But that's fucking creepy. Every day at three. Yeah. Just, For like, as long as my papa lived there. She probably was, like, sitting back there. She's like, turn the fucking TV on! Doug! <laughs> Change the channel! <laughs> it was weird that it was the backyard doorbell. Like, it yeah. wasn't the front door. It was the back backyard. door. Where definitely no one's ringing it. Like, yeah. That's okay. so creepy. Sorry, I have to throw that in. No, that's like, gives me the heebie-jibbies. 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 Josie just wants to watch her shows. So. Yeah, God damn it. Let her in. So, yeah, so you wake up at 3.15 when the murders happened. Um, Kathy, uh, Daniel, and Christopher all had experienced levitating, like, in the beds. They weren't <laughs> aware of it, but, like, George saw it all happen. And, like, that's So they, they didn't know they were floating. Yeah, they didn't know. Wild. Yeah. They're having, like, some mad This is dreams. just casual. I can't believe they lasted 28 days, though. That's, like, the more you say, the more I'm like, I would have left. Yeah, 110% would have left. The second she said it looked like a pig, I would have left. You're like, no. <laughs> and then also Daniel, um, he had his hand smashed by the actual window. So their window was up, and they had, like, the sliding windows, like, yeah. up and down. And his hands were in it, and the window shut and slammed and broke his hands. After a minute, a hot minute... The, his hands just healed himself or like he pulled it out and there was actually nothing wrong with them but it would have broken bones did he not go to a doctor after no he didn't <laughs> and like or he did and like there was nothing broken wild yeah i was gonna say it's an old house like it could have just been the window slipping yeah but if there's yeah, that's weird yeah so all that weird creepy stuff happened and that happened like right away i mean they weren't like, yeah they're only there 28 days <laughs> yeah like it was nothing so, yeah, after the 28 days, they just up and left, literally leaving everything behind. Like, they left the clothes, they didn't pack their toys, they, oh. they just left and never went back, ever. How did they get their stuff? No idea. They just said, fuck it? Yeah, apparently. I'm too broke for that. <laughs> they said, right? I wish I wish I had the, the ability to do that. To be like, you know what, I don't want this house anymore. Peace. Peace. Nope, I am too poor for that. I will collect every Q-tip that's left in that <laughs> They said if they felt that they stayed any longer, that something really, really bad would have happened. I believe it. <laughs> right? I mean, there's literally probably like demons and like Satan living yeah. inside your house. Um, piggy Satan. Piggy, piggy. With glowing eyes. <laughs> um, Bacon Satan. Bacon Satan. Um, 
So they claimed um, the night before that something really, really frightening and bizarre happened to two of the children, but they never said what. Oh. They just said something occurred, and they ended up calling their priest about it, and the priest advised them to get the fuck out of the house. So they shared all of these spooky stories. Yeah. But this last one, they didn't. I am so curious. That's what I mean. Like, it's weird. So they left, they went by, like, the priest's advice and got up and left the next morning and never came back. Ever. And they never gave a good reason as to why they left. They just said something happened and they just couldn't stay there anymore. Weird. Yep. That's the dog crying. Aw. She wants, she wants uh, fries. Oh, they're all gone. Yeah, I ate them all. We took a McDonald's break. There was a Sunday. Yep, (laughs) and a Big Mac. It's fine. (laughs) But we're full now, so it's okay. I mean, what? We've been recording this whole time. (laughs) We never stop. (laughs) Who edits? (laughs) So, the guy that did all the murders, Ronald um, Jr., had has changed his story multiple, multiple, multiple times about what happened in the house. Oh yeah, I guess he'd still be around. It's only the seventies, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So he's still around. So um, he's um, serving a twenty-five year sentences. So okay. six of them consecutive. Um, and he's at the New York Correctional Facility. But he also he's changed his story multiple times. Like one time he said that his sister, I believe her name was Dawn, shot like the dad. And that, like, he shot her, or, like, she shot the whole family, and then he shot her out of, like... Revenge? From, yeah. And there's one story where, like, she shot the dad or something, and then he helped kill the rest of them, and then he shot her. But he... This was him saying it. And then the other... There was um, a story that he said he claimed to hear voices in the house while living there. Oh. And that was... They, they just said it's one of his stories. So they don't know how real But hear me is. out. Was the house possessed before he killed everybody? Yeah. Do we have any stories on, like, pre-murder hauntings? I didn't look. Let's look into that. Yeah. That could be an update. Interesting. Because yeah. what if he was possessed and then killed them all and then didn't remember and that's why there's all these stories? Yeah. This is cool. Right? We're going to make a it's new spooky. Amityville movie. <laughs> I just love it. A prequel to the prequel. So the Lutz's family took like a polygraph test apparently to claim that their story was true. Mm-hmm. That the shit happened and they passed it. On Maury? Yeah. Maury. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the creepiest thing ever to happen in like the house that to my opinion and maybe the most well known is the paranormal photograph of the demonic boy. Have you seen that? No. Before? Fuck it's creepy. It's so creepy. It was taken in the house. Um, so... It was taken during a paranormal investigation. Oh, this is the picture. Yeah. Okay. This is the picture I gotta show you. Um, so here, I'll pull it up. It keeps me up at night. Oh. We're gonna post this so you guys can see it too. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, and they've got the uh, the little boy. Yeah. That was beside. They think that's oh, what he is. Who he I is. I don't like that. Yeah. So it, this picture was taken during um, a paranormal investigation by Ed and Lorraine Warren. And oh, they're in a movie, right? They're, they're in The they... Conjuring. Yeah. And the same paranormal movie. They're the mo- probably the most famous. Ew, so they did, like, like Conjuring and Annabelle. Isn't it scary? Yeah. Like, the glowing eyes. Like, a little... Is this, is this how you got that other picture you sent me earlier? Were you researching? Oh, no. Danielle sent me a picture from the crime scene from Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And someone had colorized it. And, like, she just casually sent it to me in the <laughs> middle of the day. It didn't offend me, but I was like, this is like okay. It's... I was at work and I'm like, like two o'clock walks. on a Friday. This is how my day's going, right? I was like, if anyone like walks behind me at my desk and see me like scrolling through yeah. body parts, <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. It's a pretty graphic picture. I wouldn't recommend googling it, but it's interesting you, though. You definitely see where he got his name. Yeah, hundred ten percent. Yeah, you're gonna have to cover Jack the Ripper at some point. That's gonna I be mean, like yeah. a seventeen parter episode. Yeah, I kind of want to do like a. I don't know if I want to do, like, a countdown or something, but I, I do want to cover, like, the classics, the the Gacy's and the Mansons and stuff like that, but I don't want to focus on them because I feel like everyone does. Yeah. I'm trying to find some that are, like, a little bit lesser known. known. Yeah. But I will eventually do some sort of countdown or something, maybe, like, my top ten favorite. I don't want to say favorite. You should do but... your top ten, like... Canadian ones because I find like I listen to so many podcasts especially true crime podcasts yeah and so many of them like don't really touch on Canada Canada I don't know if it's like a population thing but we mm. don't really have as many as the no, states we don't. in general but we have not so much serial killers but like we have some fucked up murders we have gang violence <laughs> yeah or that family in Ajax that got slain by the crazy boyfriend yeah. on code yeah oh this guy like 
I think he was on steroids and shit too. Like yeah, he was I saw him at like, the gym all the time. He was terrifying. Yeah, he was dating an older woman and he murdered her and her children yeah. in like a fit of rage. And it was near my house. Yeah, by the water in Ajax. Um, don't Google my address if you don't know me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we don't live in Ajax. Oh, I don't. Not anymore. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wild. Where were we? Yeah, we went total off track. This like, is an off track episode. Is, obviously. Um, so yeah, so that the photo was taken by Ed and Lorraine Warren. So they, they're they well known. They've done The Conjuring. They're, yeah. They're that, they're that couple in those movies. Um, so the photo was a small boy who people claim to resemble John Matthew Defoe. He does. Was, he definitely yeah, does. He, he was the younger, the youngest person to die in that, that murder. Um, so he's actually like peeking out the door with these creepy ass glowing fucking eyes i remember the first time seeing it and i'm like i'm never sleeping again in my whole entire it's life. weird They're, they look like big empty white eyes yeah like empty i don't know how to explain it soulless yeah and people were like oh it's like photoshopped you had someone standing there but there was no kids in the house during the time of the investigation and you can they can like prove that because it, they didn't just go in with the investigation they brought a news crew with them Oh. So it was all, like, filmed. Interesting. Yeah, so, like, one of the news crew people got that picture. Interesting. Yeah. So there's, uh, yeah. Can you imagine, though, hiring, like, a child actor? Just be creepy for a second. Just peek around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so the house still stands today. It was last on the market February 2017. Wow. Yeah, so it was bought for $605,000. It's been previously owned by four other families since the murders happened, um, but one of those families changed the address. So it used to be 112 Ocean Avenue and In now it's on Ocean it's Avenue. I thought I was like, I was like, do I have to Google this song to make sure it's not about it? It's not. It's at not? All. No, it's not. Um, cause I was like, oh my God. Can you tell we're former emo kids? Yes. With yellow Current cards. emo kids. Always <laughs> permanent emo kids. Yeah. So yeah, they changed their address to 108 Ocean Avenue. So I guess, but like if so googled like the address like the amityville horror it would come up uh, 112 that kind of makes sense and they'd go visit and stuff they probably just got sick of it so they changed the address that kind of makes sense but now people know what your address is so so no one currently owns it right now it's just sitting there someone didn't buy it they bought it in 2017 oh February. okay okay but uh, that's the last known people like they still live there and nothing's been claimed Fun fact, the back of my parents' house looks like the Amityville Horror House. Oh, a little bit. Which is so creepy. Because it's like an older war home, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that's what they always said it was, and then... But yeah, so that's the that Amityville Horror House. A classic. That's my favorite. I did my favorite, and I hope I did it justice. You did. Get all this I would love to more, know more about, like, who owned it before the people that got murdered. Yeah. Do it. The story Research. behind them. But, like, he's changed his mind so many times, they're kind of just, like, it's one of his stories. Like, yeah, he's admitted to it, and then he said he did it. His sister did it. The ghost did it. The ghost did it. The pig did it. <laughs> the pig. Did it. Well, yay! I love a good classic haunting story. Um, I picked. Oh, it's my turn now. Hi. Um, we're gonna talk about. It's not a serial killer. It's technically not even a killer, but it is a really weird murder case. That throw me for a loop. Yeah. I realize that it's technically not a serial killer literally right in this moment. But it could be. But that's fine. I'm true crime, guys. <laughs> Broaden your spectrum. You're here to solve these crimes? I am. Not. One day I'll solve one. Just wait. Just wait. It'll be a big break. <laughs> I've always wanted to, like, really be, like, you think about, like, w- like walking down the street and finding a dead body. And I think of that moment of how I would act if I that ever that, happened. Is that weird that I think about that all the time? I probably, like, would... I don't even know what I would do. I, I would probably just, actually cry. I, I was cry. listening to the news, and, like, uh, there was a woman out walking her dog somewhere, and they found a body. And I was like, can you imagine I'm out walking Rupert, and there's just a body? Yeah. First of all, I think Rupert might try to eat it. That's what I was like. <laughs> Kyla was there, she'd eat it. Yeah. But I think about that all the time. Like, what would I do? Because I'm so fascinated by this stuff that, like... Would I be like, oh my god, what happened? Is there any weapons? Is there any hair on him that's not hit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or would I just cry? I think I'd just cry. You'd probably cry and ruin the crime scene. <laughs> I would ruin the crime scene. <laughs> All Man, the your DNA change. is everywhere. <laughs> you killed him. <laughs> no, I'm just emotional. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so it's a, a interesting murder story. Um, I'm ready for it. This, again, happened somewhat locally. It's in Toronto. Um, what is it? What? What is it? I'm telling you. Um, I do want to give a shout out to CTV News. Not that they'll ever watch this, but they had a timeline of this event. And I You made our job so much easier. I literally wrote in this script here, they made my job very easy. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am here today to talk about Barry and Honey Sherman. 
Have you heard of them? Oh, is it the billionaires that were killed? They sure are oh, the billionaires yes. that were killed. I got a little bit of backstory because I think it's important. Barry was 75 at the time of his death and his wife, Honey, was 70. Um, as Danielle said, they were billionaires living in Toronto. Um, when I say billionaire, Barry was the founder of a pharmaceutical company called Apotex? Apotex? Apotex. Apotex? I think. Um, which is the largest generic drug producer in Canada. So they were like rich, rich. But he was recently estimated by the Canadian Business Magazine to be worth $4.77 billion, making him the 15th richest person in the country. I don't know much about this story. Like, I don't, like, I haven't really heard much. It's I a just weird they... story. I, I'm hoping that I get more updates. This is a, a currently occurring story in Toronto. There's still, it's still an open case. So I'm hoping that I get more information as we start, like, keep recording podcasts so I can learn more. But it's really weird. But Honey, she was no stay-at-home mom. She had her own money. She was a member of the board of the Baycrest Foundation and the York University Foundation. She also served on the boards of Mount Sinai's Women's Auxiliary, the Damn. Simon Weisenthal Center, and Damn. the International American Joint Distribution... <laughs> I was doing so well. American Joint Distribution Committee. Homegirl's got a damn resume. Yeah, she's she's on top of her shit. We like a strong woman. Um, so they uh, were not only rich, they were also very generous philanthropists. Um, they organized a whole bunch of uh, charities and stuff. They made numerous multi-million dollar donations to hospitals, schools, and charities. They had buildings named in their honor. Uh, the University of Toronto has them listed in the range of the $10 million to $25 million donations Damn. between the period of 95 to 2003. Do they want to donate to the Daniela's Poor Fund? They can't. They're dead. <sighs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they donated roughly $50 million to the U... United Jewish Appeal. So they were rich, but they seemed like good people. Everyone spoke nothing about good, but good things about them. Uh, They were found dead, though. In December of 2017, uh, their real estate agent was showing their their home. Oh, so it was for sale. It was for sale for $7 million, by the way. Only? Um, Only? (laughs) And they, uh, the real estate agent discovered their bodies while showing their home. I don't know if that decreased the value or what happened, but... That's how it happened. Wow. Uh, originally, the, te- the detectives deemed the case a murder-suicide, which, like, makes sense. A rich husband kills his wife. Yeah. Kills himself kind of thing. I mean, it's, like, the perfect scenario. Yeah, and it, it totally makes sense. That's what I thought when I first saw the story, too. I was like, well, he killed them both. But the initial report said they were found with signs of ligature neck compressions, which means they were both strangled in some way. So, you know, you start thinking, okay, maybe he strangled his wife and then hung himself, hmm. right? No. Uh, according to the police, the Sherman's lifeless bodies were s- discovered in a semi-seated position with belts fastened around their necks and tied to a low railing by the indoor swimming pool in the basement, which I also have an indoor swimming pool I in my basement. swimming pool. What the house? <laughs> the house is only seven million? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, nabbit. Um, they were discovered on the floor next to the pool. Like, were they hung, like, like it looked like a Simon Tate? Like, they were identical, s- pretty much? Sort of. Um, I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they were, they were seated. No one was, like, hanging. There was no obvious suicide-looking thing. Mm. Um, again, when I first started reading this, I was like, okay, you could still tie her up, yeah. strangle her, and you could sort of choke yourself, work. kind of. But, interesting, they were found with their coats pulled down over their arms, and like tied their arms so like he wouldn't be able to hang himself and tie and tie himself up with a coat no so that's when i started thinking weird um i don't know if this is important but honey was it staged i i doubt they were killed in that position yeah it's a very weird you'd have to like the way i'm picturing it is they're sitting sort of on the edge of the pool Mm -hmm. the belts are around the railing they would have to be like pushed forward almost yeah to, to be choked so someone would either have to hold them in that awkward position or they were killed before and then staged. Yeah. I think it's staged because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a recent article showed a picture of two statues in the Sherman's home and the statues were posed in a similar fashion as Honey and Barry. Um, so Barry was found with like his one leg crossed and Honey was like on her side sort of and 
the statues are in the exact same position. The male-looking statue had his leg crossed, and the female-looking statue was, like, in the same position. That's so creepy. Weird, right? Yeah. So... They're sending a message at that point. Yeah, which is interesting. I didn't look too much into the art piece to see if there's, like, a story behind it. Yeah. Um, maybe it was gifted to them by the person who killed them. Yo. You don't... You're solving this crime. All right. I'm going to. <laughs> or they, like, stole it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Um... Um, understandably, the family was not happy with the police's findings, um, because it was very obviously not a murder-suicide. Yeah. So they launched their own private investigation in 2018, and about one month or so after the murder, the police changed their ruling and called it a targeted double homicide. Oh, snap. Targeted, which means someone knew what they were doing. In the same year, in March of 2018... I almost said last year. That's two years ago almost. <laughs> Jeez. The family requested that the, the Sherman's house where their bodies were found would be demolished. And they did demolish it in May. Why? Why would they... They had an open investigation. Yeah. They, their private investigation just wrapped up in 2019. So they were still investigating and they tore the house down where the murder took place. Too much evidence. Right? Also, why wouldn't you keep that thing up? Like some rich person's going to buy it because they're... Want to be haunted? I'll buy it. The most is going to decrease is to like two million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> it's Toronto. <laughs> no one cares if someone died in it. But um, like, that's that's there's something there. That to me was really weird, especially since the family, the way they worded it is like we're just so hurt seeing the house there because they died in it. So I, I'm, are you going to freaking tear down a hospital? You like, know what I mean? Like every house, someone's probably died in at yeah. some point. Like you can't. Tear down every house just because. It was just weird to me that they wanted it demolished. Rich people. <laughs> Rich people. <laughs> I'm sick of it demolished. I wish it. I had that problem. I know. <laughs> so the house is no longer, but the investigation just wrapped up. Um, in October of 2019, Toronto star journalist Kevin Donovan released a book called The Billionaire Murders. Oh, and, I, uh, I heard about that. Yeah. He alleged that the couple knew the killer and that the motive was money. Uh, I didn't read the book <laughs> so i don't know why those were his findings and then the uh the investigation itself wrapped up just in december so that's kind of why i picked like a this month story ago. yeah literally a couple weeks ago yeah um that's kind of why i picked the stories because the private investigation just wrapped up and i was like oh shit i forgot about this like what's happening so it like i said it's still ongoing i'm still trying to learn more but uh i had some theories as to who did it because of who i am as a person <laughs> <laughs> so uh Barry faced legal action from some family members, alleging they had been cut out uh, from the company over the years. Interesting. Second interesting fact, this is what my mom told me this morning. Literally on my way out the door for work this morning, I was telling my mom uh, that I was doing this story. And she goes, oh, did you hear the honey changed her will three weeks before she died? And I was like, oh, I didn't see that anywhere in my research. Oh my gosh. Which taking back that compliment ctv news yeah <laughs> but apparently three weeks prior to her death she changed her will who did she cut out some angry ass family member yeah who was trying to sue them for and who else would have like like i know like i heard that like it, there was no signs of like a break-in or anything yeah so like that's nothing. why they think it was targeted. Yeah. That being said, that house is so big that you could probably very easily break in. There's a but window if, open somewhere. But if it's a family member or members... Yeah, they'd be welcomed in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, the changing of the will opens up two possible scenarios. Either she knew who was coming for them and she cut them out, or someone convinced her to change it and then killed her. Oh. You know what I mean? like their name. Yeah. So did someone do it to benefit them or was she aware that something was going to happen? Do they have access to her old will? Like, is that a thing? Because Ooh. you can, like, see what was changed. I The police probably could see that. I can't. No. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I've, I haven't made a will, so I don't know if you can. I made a will. She's texted me multiple times out that everything's left to me. So just, this is your will now. Yeah. It's a recorded document. You get the dog. <laughs> and the bills and the house. So not only so not only is there family that's coming for them. Again, uh, Barry was the founder of the largest pharmaceutical company in Canada. Apparently, they were in court with a bunch of other companies. Because, Can only imagine. Yeah, I'm not good with big words, so give me a moment here. <laughs> so from what I understand, Apotex was trying to sell cheaper no-name versions of 
like common ad- drug. So like off-brand Advil or something. Yeah, yeah. And the larger name companies were trying to stop him from doing that. Yeah. Uh, because obviously it takes... Yeah, because uh, when you like buy Advil, like... So it's ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. So you can buy like ibuprofen, which is the yeah. generic brand name. Yeah. There's or... tons like that, like Neocitrin and Theraflu. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. My boyfriend <laughs> works at a pharmaceutical lab and he always talks about Theraflu. So I know that one. Um, but you're buying like it's Advil is ibuprofen. They just yeah. changed the name of it. So I don't know what, uh, actually there, is there one particular drug? Yes. So um, one of the most high profile cases of this was when pharma giant Bristol Myers Squibb which I assume is another pharmaceutical yeah. company and not a wizard, <laughs> <laughs> sued Ap- Apotex in 2006 to try to stop it from selling the first generic form of the heart disease treatment, Plavix. Okay. So people were after them on a family front, on a business front. Heck, for all we know, like an angry neighbor. Yeah. They're rich people. They're a target. So as I said, the, the Sherman's family private investigation just wrapped up in December um, what I've shared with you is all the information that's available to me right now. But like I said, I'm really hoping I get more updates because I'm really curious about this. It was their private investigation? So like the... The family. Okay. And the family has shared it with the police and the police are now like reaching out for tips based on... Oh, so on... the police side is still open. Yeah. Okay. Technically. Yeah. Because the police sucked at their job. Again. Hello, this Toronto is, <laughs> Yeah. This is the second time I've done a story where the Toronto police have uh, not done their Good best job. work. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying, sweetie. You're getting there. But I just think this is so interesting. Like, will we ever find out who did it? I'm going to guess it has something to do with who who she either added or removed from the will. I feel like it has to be a family member. Because if there's no signs of break-in, you either let that person in so you knew they were friendly or they knew how to get around your house. It, it could be business for that reason, too. Because, like, a lot of people in industries know each other so well. Like... Uh, people True. people yeah. in my industry go for like a bunch of people uh vendors that we work with went for christmas dinner together yeah just a nice no business just a nice christmas dinner yeah so i don't know there's sony it's too open i need to know and also like to kill for money like that if it was like a random stranger that wanted their money they wouldn't kill them and then just dip and like and the pose. How would they get the how would they get the money? You know what I mean? You'd like it'd be like a hostage situation. <laughs> Pull a statue out on your way or something. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it's but just, the posing is what makes me think it's it's personal. Yeah. Almost. Like it's to take time to pose a body is 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 personal. Yeah. 100%. And it's um I think I talked about this in the last episode as well. It has something to do with control yeah. as well. Because you're quite literally controlling the body. Yeah. So I don't know. Weird. And I want to know more about these statues. Maybe one day I'll find out who designed them, what the story is, why are they posed like the statue. I'm so mad that they tore down the house. I know. They didn't even sell it. So how did they investigate further with no house? You can't. (laughs) And like, the only reason why, like, the only people that have authority to tear down that house would be the family. Yeah, and they were the ones, uh, they requested from the city of Toronto, and the city of Toronto approved it. And they just tore it down. Yeah, no, that's sketch. I think I don't know that's if it was their kids. I don't think it was their kids. The the daughter had an interview and she looked pretty emotional. Yeah, but it's got to be someone like a, a sister on like their side or something. I don't know. Someone who doesn't get as enough as someone yeah. else, kind of thing. I'm always sort of drawn to cases like this where someone goes through the effort of posing a body or like leaving clues or something yeah. like that. Like uh, Zodiac, Zodiac's one that mm. I've always liked. Are you always talk about the Zodiac? <laughs> But yeah, I just think it's, I, I always feel so weird saying things like that. I think it's cool when they leave symbols, for lack of a better term, because it's like... It makes what you it, wonder what's going on in their head. Yeah, like they're so meticulous and well thought out. And Criminal Minds is actually a really good show for stuff like that, where they like show the thought process behind mm-hmm. why they do it. Um, I know it's not, you know, a fact-based show, but they really do a good job of showing the psychology behind killers in that show, yeah, I think. definitely. But yeah, that's kind of what drew me to, drew me to this case. Draw, draw me, draw drew me, drew, draw me. <laughs> but that's what caught my attention about this case is the second I saw that they were like posed and stuff. I'm like, Mm-mm, that's not right. Something's not right. Yeah, no. I think the more we talk about all of the ones, because I want to do them closer here. Yeah. Um, but it's just crazy how much goes on in your small, small not, little neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> small. Toronto's not small. No, it feels small to us, but it's not. I mean, um, I, live, I live out in the boonies, so it's, it's huge, <laughs> huge to me. But yeah, I, like I was saying, there's not a whole lot of serial killers in Canada. 
I'm trying to find some because yeah. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. And I don't want to do common serial killers. Like, I keep saying, I kind of want to try some that, well, not that this Maybe not everyone has, like, necessarily heard of, like, heard of, but not as big. Yeah. I found some, some cool ones for future episodes that, like... I have a list. On the other side of the world, like, India and yes. stuff. Which I thought was cool. I have some good Ireland ones. I'll give them to you. Ireland? Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> We're going to an Ireland. Ireland. But, but yeah, we did it. Episode two. I know. So I got to have a Big Mac. <laughs> this was a good recording. We had a good Friday. time. Yeah. We hope you had a good time listening yeah. to us. Uh, again, if you have any feedback, do you want us to talk more? Do you want us to talk less? What do you want to hear? Um, we have a few socials. Our Insta is a Spooky Hour podcast. Our Twitter is at Spooky Hour. And again, we do have a Gmail. Um, we're hoping you guys could send us in some spooky stories because we'd love to share them. The Gmail is the Spooky Hour Podcast 666 at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to hear from you. Any feedback is appreciated. This is brand spanking new to us still. Yeah. We want to know what you like, what you don't. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for listening. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Our number one fans are literally Sheila and Christine. And that's, that's all yeah. we got. That's all we need. I know. That's and all. us. I'm a fan of us. Yeah. It's just going to be us and then my, our moms. And that's it. Do you know what? That's fine with me because I'm having fun doing this. I'm learning things. I'm an outrageous <laughs> I get to be creepy without someone looking at me like I'm psychotic. You are psychotic. I am psychotic. I know. But again, thank you to... For tuning in. Yep. I can't speak still. We'll get the, this episode out soon. Yeah. Once life stops smacking us in the face. <laughs> Life's been rough, guys. It has. <laughs> but it's up from here. New year, new us. Next episode will start on a positive. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should do. One positive, one negative. Every single day. <laughs> Life sucks. But I had a Sunday. <laughs> so. <laughs> the best part. So yeah, if you have your spooky tales, email Hit them. Hit us up on Insta, Twitter, all that fun stuff. If you want to hear anything special that maybe we don't actually know about, mm-hmm. let us know and we can talk about it. We want stories that we don't know. Yeah. We want to learn. Yeah. So send them in and uh, thanks for tuning in and stay spooky. Stay spooky. <laughs> yeah.